Hey, 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 this is your host, Alicia, of the podcast formerly known as The Book of Alicia. So yes, 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 The Book of Alicia has changed its name to Momming, Wifing, and Queening Podcast. We are still going to talk about womanhood, motherhood, and wifeyhood, and everything in between, but I'm just so happy to take on this new journey with you while I empower women to not get lost in whatever roles they are assigned, but to queen them, okay? I may not know everything, but I know some things, so we're going to talk about some things, okay? But before we dive in today, I want to make sure you are able to reach me on social media because guess what I have changed my social media handles as well so you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw and that's at T-H-E-A-L-E-S-H-A-S-H-A-W and like my Facebook page the Alicia Shaw you can also follow my blog at www.aliciashavon.com that's www.aleshashevon.com where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts as well as purchase things like books and shirts I have available on my site. So all y'all ready? Let's get it in. Okay, 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 you guys. So today I want to introduce you to a very special guest, Mrs. Sylvia Waller. Now, Mrs. Sylvia Waller is Mrs. Colorado 2022. Y'all, she caught my attention by the beautiful headshot that she had for the Mrs. America pageant back in August. She was so beautiful. And then when I met her in person, her spirit was just as beautiful. So Mrs. Sylvia is a licensed esthetician, freelance makeup artist, wife and a mother of four adult children like i stated she is currently mrs colorado 2022 also the former mrs fitness american 2021 and mrs colorado american 2020 mrs sylvia has made history by being the first crowned mrs colorado at the age of 62 mrs sylvia has become the first african-american crowned in 32 years and the second since the inception of the Mrs. Colorado pageant in 1938. She has challenged and changed the standard of beauty. Mrs. Sylvia believes beauty is in the eyes of the beholder and has no age, shape, or color. Beauty originates in the heart with a fruitful spirit to include love, joy, peace, happiness, goodness, kindness, forgiveness that permeates the exterior beauty. Mrs. Sylvia embraces her own uniqueness and ages gratefully. Mrs. Sylvia is not only just beauty on the outside, outside y'all, she's also brains. So she has a bachelor's degree from UT Arlington and worked in many industries over the years from a major commercial airlines flight attendant to commercial lines marketing insurance underwriter. After a layoff in 2010 at the age of 50, she decided to pursue an aesthetics license to work in the beauty industry. She currently works as a freelance makeup artist for Blush Now, Bobbi Brown, and Tom Ford Cosmetics, as well as independently as an esthetician makeup artist under her LLC, Beauty Runs Skin Deep. Mrs. Sylvia is also a volunteer community educator for the Alzheimer's Association due to her family history history of Alzheimer's and dementia-related diseases. Her passion is educating and raising awareness of the importance of a healthy lifestyle, diet, exercise, and the connection to brain health, mental health, and aging gracefully. As an only child and daddy's girl, Mrs. Sylvia was the sole care provider for her dad who suffered from dementia and heart failure. 
her dad passed away in 2017 and as a result of dementia as a result of dementia and heart failure this was a very dark time in her life and her faith and relationship with our lord and savior jesus christ gave her the guidance and strength to navigate the difficult season mrs sylvia is a voice to help promote services for individuals and families dealing with alzheimer's and dementia and related conditions Raising awareness only, sorry, raising awareness on early intervention, diagnosis, treatment, and support. She is an advocate for self-care and feels that is very important for a caregiver. So y'all, let's get in this conversation. Mrs. Sylvia, Mrs. Colorado, 2022. Hello, hello. So it's Alicia again with Momming, Wifing, and Queening podcast. And today I have for you guys none other than Mrs. Sylvia Waller, who is Mrs. Colorado America. Um, I met Miss Sylvia in the Miss America pageant. And she um, let me tell you something about you. I you got me at the headshots when they were good when they were doing the um announcing the headshots and had our little uh the people's choice when they had the people's choice. Mm-hmm. And I saw your headshot. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous. I thought you were pretty Aww. from from your headshot. <laughs> so when I when I saw you in person, I I felt like your picture didn't do you any justice. You're a very beautiful, beautiful lady, beautiful sister. So, are so you, um sweet. I was very <laughs> I was very excited to um to meet you and I'm so glad that you wanted to be a part of this podcast. And I'm gonna go ahead and let her um introduce herself and tell you tell you guys a little bit about who she is. And um we're just gonna chat and talk um for the podcast today. So go ahead, Miss Sylvia, go ahead and share a little bit about who you are. All right. Very quickly, I am a wife, mother of four adult children. Um I was a caregiver for my dad for about three years um, before he passed away from dementia. So that's why I advocate for the Alzheimer's Association. And with uh, my family history and with me being among that age where it strikes, I'm a little worried. So I'm out in the community educating, uh, especially our community, on the importance of a healthy lifestyle, diet, and exercise, because it's important and it does directly correlate to um, Alzheimer's. So uh, it's it's real important that we know that and, and African-Americans are twice as likely to be diagnosed. So um, it is very important to understand that. And during my journey with um, the uh, Mrs. Colorado pageant, I've come to learn a lot about myself. So of course, you know, when I'm competing, I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, hmm, one of these things don't look like the other. So I'm a lot older. And, um, you know, at 62, I had to realize you have your own lane. Don't try to be like anybody. Don't uh, compare yourself to anybody. You just be the best you. And out of that process, I learned that it's real important to embrace your own uniqueness no matter where you are in your journey of life. So that's what I've done is, you know, I've just tried to be the best Sylvia that I can be and learn to embrace the beauty in maturity. And the other alternative is six feet under, right? So mm. I just embrace my journey and take care of myself. So, All right. And to, 
and sorry but sorry to cut you off um so tell me how did you get there like how did you get to learning how to embrace um your uniqueness and your beauty you know it was basically just sitting there because in order to compete so I'll back up when I was asked to compete I felt like I don't look like a pageant girl and so I remember my husband said well what does that look like for me um, growing up in the 60s, dark skin was not pretty. So all the images that I saw of Black women were lighter skin. So I mm-hmm. just immediately said, well, you know, someone lighter skin with long, flowy hair. And I said, I'm short, dark, and I have gray hair and it's short. So um, my husband said, well, go change it. And I kind of thought about it. And in that process of getting prepared for the pageant, um, doing your bio, telling the judges who you are, you have to do some soul searching. Who are you? You know, so that's kind of where I was. It's like, who am I? And then I dug up some of the ugliness of colorism uh, growing up. And I realized that that colorism among our community as well as, you know, the majority outside of the community uh, placed me in a glass, well, I placed myself in a glass box. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd never had a problem with confidence. My parents did a great job with pouring love and, you know, confidence in me. But um, I felt secure at home. But society wasn't quite kind to me, you know, because they have images of what is beautiful, you know, and I wasn't, I didn't check that box. They didn't check that box for me. So I learned how to just love myself. But at the same time, I did put myself in a box. So just sitting alone with God, trying to download, you know, Um, his purpose, his message, and where am I going in life, in my second part of life? I mean, I had had a career, uh, raised my children. This is like the second chapter or the second part of my my life. So what am I doing? And that's where I realized hmm, for years, you know, the fear and doubt will put you in that box. Mm-hmm. And you won't come out of it because you're like, oh, I'm scared to do that. I'm scared of rejection. I'm scared, you know, people, what people are going to say. And I don't know if it's the stage of life I'm in. I just don't care. But I know mm-hmm. when you get to a certain age, you don't care what people think. You just do you. And that's kind of where I am. And that's when I was downloading. Who am I? What, what is my purpose? What do I, what do I like? What do I dislike? It's right. okay. I'm a people pleaser. It's okay to say no. It's okay, you know, um, to do what you want to do. That's not necessarily selfish. So. Right, right. And it's so funny how how similar our stories are because that's exact. That's my exact same story as well, <laughs> where I had to learn how to be okay with being to not to not be like the norm. I had to be mm-hmm. okay with. Um, 
knowing that so there are going to people there were going to be people who didn't see my skin as beautiful or didn't see my hair as beautiful and sometimes it saddens me that so many of us have that same story that that's that's pretty much the life of um a chocolate girl and I call us chocolate girls that's pretty much our lives of having to uh, feel like we have to be in a box or have to um prove ourselves you know um that we are beautiful and I think that I think that in doing so, and I was having this conversation with someone else, I think in going through what we go through, we do a lot of soul searching Mm -hmm. and a lot of us focus a lot on things that don't change. Like we focus a lot on, okay, what makes me who I am? Because obviously my outside appearance to some people is, is considered beautiful. And so I feel like sometimes it's a blessing and a curse because it, we usually go into a journey of, well, how do I, how do I look pretty from the inside out? Because they're not going to see me. From, they're not going to see me as beauty, you know, beautiful from the outside. So what do I, what makes me who I am? What makes me unique? You do a lot of soul searching because you feel yourself having to find other ways to feel beautiful because you know that the people on the outside might not, might not uh, see that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're usually like the sweetest and like the, the, the nicest <laughs> people because mm-hmm. we have so much we have so much um that we endure and we always come out of it to me um better because we find out who we are outside of the outside of the physical and what I want to ask you is what it what do you find define beauty as like what is that what does that look like to you well you know I've always said um beauty has two parts to it so as you mentioned it's um that uh physical uh, vessel. So our mm-hmm. physical exterior is very subjective. You know, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. So that's the first part of beauty. The second part of beauty and the most important part is the beauty that's inside. So if a person has a fruitful heart, um, that is, you know, love, joy, kindness, goodness, yes. gentleness, yes. patience, you know, those things kind of define themselves. So if a person embodies that, then that permeates the outside. And even though, cause I had a conversation with a elderly lady that I was doing her makeup for and she didn't like her wrinkles. And so I told her, I said, you know, that's part of God's process. You know, right. it, it, it eventually will get older. So if you possess that uh, fruitful heart and you have that beauty inside, permeates the outside, and that is everlasting. Our physical is going to deteriorate. So you can have the wrinkless face, you know, you can have wrinkles all over your face, but if you're a beautiful person, people don't see that. They don't recognize your, your 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 lines and Mm -hmm. um you know that's that's the most important part of beauty and I've seen some beautiful women that are ugly inside and it made them ugly so you know it's it's real important that our young people understand that because it breaks my heart when I see Instagram and you know, that I'm learning these BBL. I didn't know what a BBL was. It's like, why would I you do that? Go to the gym, you know, go to the gym and lift it up. But yeah. we want things 
so quickly and it's starting to look deformed in my opinion it doesn't it's not natural and you know so we got it twisted on what beauty really is it's not Mm -hmm. the exterior it's the interior yeah yeah and I think you brought up something as well I think a lot of times people don't even realize too you're doing these things to your bodies but at the end of the day the only alternative to getting older is dying young so if you're not going to die young you're going to get older and what's going to happen to all these things that you're putting into your body you know know. because you want to feel and I always think about that like what is going to happen unless you're planning to die young like what's going to happen when you're older and you have all these foreign things inside your body and I mean I guess you get older and everything's sagging but you had a a bbl and, and it's <laughs> half of it's sitting up and it's twisted and it's just going to look so deformed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I always say that. I mean, I guess the option is to get it out, but I'm like, why would you even put your, your body's not going to respond to surgeries and things of that nature as you, the same way as you get older than it does when yeah. it's and younger. So you're, you're, to me, you're putting yourself at bigger risk. Yeah. If you are thinking, well, yeah, I can get it out later. Well, that's not maybe the healthiest thing to do. So yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of the things we're going more towards um, superficial um, beauty, I guess, um, and what looks good mm-hmm. instead of really what it is on the inside. And I wanted to talk to you because you kind of brought it up um, um, a little bit earlier. How how do you age gracefully? How does, how does that work? Give us some advice on that. <laughs> Well, part of that is um, just acknowledging and coming to terms with who you are. So this is me in all my glory. So take care of the body that you're in and take care of the person that you are. So a healthy lifestyle, diet, exercise. So you're going to take care of the exterior. I'm uh, in the health, I'm in the beauty industry. So taking care of your skin is real important, keeping it hydrated, making sure that in the morning you have a routine. So you uh, cleanse, you treat. When I say treat, if you have um, acne or if you have um, um, rosacea or whatever, um, you can get a uh, serum to treat whatever it is that, you know, your skin is having a trouble with. So I would cleanse, treat, moisturize, that's at night. And then in the daytimes, cleanse, treat, and sunscreen. So sunscreen is important, especially Mm -hmm. for us. I know I grew up, my mom said, black people don't need sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yeah, we do. Our skin burns just like everybody else. And when, um, when we get older, our skin has a lot of oil in it, even though we can get really dry. Generally, we have a little, we have more oil because of the melanin. And mm-hmm. you've heard that term, black don't crack. Well, it may not crack, but we have discolorization. Yeah. And that comes from not wearing sunscreen. So if you don't wear sunscreen and you're out in the sun, I'm in Colorado, we're a mile closer to the sky, that sun burns. So it's important to wear sunscreen because where we age, black women will age around the mouth, we get dark, 
around here mm-hmm. and we get dark around here around our eyes from not and then our cheeks from not wearing sunscreen so we're blotching mm-hmm. and that's yes. how you can that's like our signs of aging because we get blotchy from not protecting our skin so mm-hmm. that is number one is finding a uh, a good sunscreen 45 spf and over to protect your skin every day it doesn't matter i put it on even when i'm in the house because you know i learned in, in aesthetic school that even sitting in by a window the rays in the window can mm. burn you so it's important to just just put it on i don't care if you're in the car and you have your your windows tinted it's still gonna get you it's gonna get you right yeah. here so that's um, the number one that I do. And then eating properly. I like to uh, eat clean, but I don't know. I don't know. So um, life is about, you know, enjoying yourself. So I, I did a bodybuilding contest and that's very strict, but I learned how to eat for purpose mm-hmm. when I need to. And um, just to keep yourself up is just remember to eat clean lots of vegetables and meat mm-hmm. and watch the carbohydrates watch the um quick foods like fast foods, fast and, foods. and processed foods watch those but when mm-hmm. if you do that you'll see a big difference and then the other thing is um the exercise as you get older you start to lose muscle and i found this mm-hmm. out you know, by experience, I was doing like three uh, aerobic classes and I was not losing weight and I couldn't figure it out. Well, once you start going into menopause, you um, are depleted from a lot of things, your testosterone, your estrogen, progesterone. So I went and got um, um, bioidentical hormones. And my mother had had breast cancer, so I can't do estrogen. That is a no-no for me because they watch me for cancer as well. But I used yeah. to work for a doctor that did the bioidentical, and he said that would not affect me because basically what you're doing is they take uh, blood and they find out where your uh, thyroid, your testosterone, your estrogen your progesterone levels, they find out where all those levels are. And usually when you're in menopause, it tanks. That's why you gain weight. That's why you feel moody. That's why you have hot flashes. So I take medication to bring those levels evil, even. So now I'm at an even level. And then I also do um, weight resistant training. So you have to do weight resistant to keep the muscle that you have, because I'm losing muscle because of my age. So weight resistance will help keep what I have. And mm-hmm. um, and then cardio will help keep my weight in check. So I make sure I do a, um, a good combination of that. Nothing crazy. I mean, I'm very competitive. So I had a trainer and I was going at it. Mm-hmm. That's how I got hurt. <laughs> because you know I was in beast mode you know Mm -hmm. and if somebody says hey can you do this sure yeah you know Mm -hmm. and I my Mm -hmm. body is just worn and it's 
I got to bring it down. My kids kept telling me, mom, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And I'm like, no, I've got this. And I got hurt. So, but those are the things that, you know, when you want to age gracefully, you take care of your body. And then not to mention the most important part is your spiritual. So mm. make sure you take that time to meditate, to have um, some quiet time with God, because sometimes, you know, you're running here and there. And, and I don't know about you, but I get anxiety sometimes. Yeah. And just sitting quiet helps me to control that anxiety. And God kind of says, puts his arms around me and says, okay, now chill out. You're trying to do it by yourself. And I told you, I got you. So sometimes you have to just sit and chill, you know, and not yeah. let things uh, stress you out and have faith, have faith. So yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> how do you, how do you balance it all? Like, how do you, how do you maintain a healthy self but also be a wife and be a mom and have a career and all that. How do you balance all of that? You know, I think part of it, being an only child, I'm used to being by myself. I do like my time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that quiet me time helps me to unplug and reboot. And I yeah. think that's real important to reboot and, um, and just allow, um, got to to pour back into you because sometimes you just yeah. you just get overwhelmed and with everybody and sometimes you just need that time for you and yeah. um I learned when I was taking care of dad I would just I'd go get a massage um go get a pedicure go get a manicure manicure so I could just, I could just pitch and just yeah unload you know and an unplug and, and reboot that quiet time is important and when my kids were little um I had divorced their dad when my youngest son was a year so I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old and I was a single mom for 12 years and I do remember you know trying to work I was in sales and it was very demanding and um, just trying to work. And the kids are like, mommy, 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 mommy. And, you know, I would do things like go in the bathroom and <laughs> just take a minute. And so they'd be babe, mommy, what are you doing? I'm in the bathroom. Let mommy go to the bathroom in peace, you know. And the bathroom became my sanctuary because <laughs> it was a place that I could close the door. And, you know, they might be sitting at the door, but at least, mm -hmm. at least they were quiet. So I have always had to take, just give me a moment. I, I can remember coming through the door, you know, when I pick them up and then they'd be like, da, 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 da. and then I play this game. Okay. Let's see how long <laughs> this was probably me, but <laughs> let's see how long we can go without saying mommy's name. <laughs> you know stuff like that and then I'd say give mommy like five minutes just so I can download and then you got me the rest of the night so little things like that I've always had to snatch my time because if I didn't then I was like ah I was crazy yeah so, yeah 
that I've I think that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all of us. I say, yo, y'all have to give me my time for a minute. Otherwise, y'all not going to be happy with what's going to come out my mouth. So, right. yeah, I think right. that's really important that you, you, um, I guess, refuel, refuel. Mm-hmm. I oh, think they, laugh, they still laugh about now that they're adults. They laugh about oh. the, um, okay, let's see who can go long, the longest without saying mommy's name. <laughs> they think that's funny because. <laughs> that's cute. That and do you feel like, do you feel like they still do that even though they're grown? No. Do you feel like they still, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, they caught on okay. quick. So they, when oh, they okay. caught on to it, they're like, Ah, you know, so the, it didn't work anymore because okay. they would stop and they would go, okay. And then it was quiet and I got my quiet time. But then they, when they realized what I was doing, <laughs> it didn't work. That anymore. was it. That was yeah. out the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cute. No, uh, but I, what I wanted to say was like, how was um, your husband supportive of your journey? How does that work for you with your health journey? Is he on the, is, is he on the same journey or are you in? empowering him how does that work yeah he is he um you know I'm I'm five years five years older so he loves to say I'm not there yet but he is he is (laughs) so um he does um he's watching what he eats as well and he's on the workout um, circuit and he has problems with his shoulder so we're both walking around going oh you know um and we're and we're starting to watch what we eat but he has a terrible sweet tooth I do too Mm. um I'm diabetic so Mm. I control it by keeping my weight down and staying active I do not want to be on medication so Mm. if I ate sweets like he did I'd be on medication so I have learned to um you know, control that a little bit, but he is, uh, he's very supportive. It was, it took a minute, you know, with, mm-hmm. with the whole, oh, I got to go through this and I got to go through that. And, but, um, you know, once I was in it, he was on board, but now that I'm winding down, he's excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I always wonder like how does that work when you have um when you have um you know someone who is like really big on health and taking care of their body then you have someone who has a sweet tooth and not really you know that's not really their thing how does it work because for me um both of us need to be a little bit healthier I have a sweet tooth um, I don't exercise as much as I should, but I've always been the type of person to eat whatever I want to eat and nothing really happens. But um, watch, that. watch it. Cause I've been there. I was that person for years. Yeah. And that's why I want to get out of, out of that habit because I'm like, this is not going to last long. And my husband, um, you know, he, his doctor told him he's, he needs to lose weight and he needs to get like a, you know, a better nutrition, a, a better diet, um, and it's hard because I definitely feel like we're we're the opposite. You know, they're telling him he needs to lose weight. Me, I need to be healthier. I don't necessarily need to lose weight. And it's just so hard. It's so hard to just change the habit of being unhealthy, really, eating whatever, going to fast foods. It and, is. And he 
he would try to bring in like healthy things, healthy things into the house, like, you know, fruit and vegetables. And we just, I just stare at it. And then I feel bad because he's trying to do well. And I'm like, <laughs> stare at it. I'm like, I'm like looking at him, like eating cookies and chips and he's trying to do better. So I think, um, that's my house. <laughs> I feel bad. But I'm like, I, yeah, I, do, I definitely feel like I have to do better at making sure that because I have kids too. So I, I don't want them to think that they can just eat whatever and not take care of their body. So I'm working on being more intentional about the things that I bring in the house. So that we can I, be better. <laughs> when my kids were little, I tried to eat um, healthy. I, I've been on this health kick for a while. I go off the wagon off and on. I think it started when my mom got sick. It did. When she got had um, cancer. And then I found out about antioxidants and that kind of thing. And I remember buying healthy stuff for my kids and they revolted. I bought um, kosher, was it? It was kosher hot dogs and um, organic Pop-Tarts. I thought they were going to flip because they were like, mom, can't we just have something that's not healthy? Yeah. (laughs) It was so funny. They were like, yeah, you know, and to hear them talk about it now as adults, it's hilarious. And I said, "Was I that bad?" But I was trying to keep you guys healthy, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's my my youngest is five, and she's like she can eat vegetables. She likes peas. She likes carrots. Not carrots. She likes corn. Peas and corn is her favorite vegetables. She'll drink water. She likes. She really likes chicken. Doesn't really eat like any other thing she I don't know where she gets it from so she's even like a lot of sweets that's my youngest so I try to make sure that she stays on track but the rest of us are like already off that is it's hard to get that taste but <laughs> that taste but uh back but I know I really do feel like it's just a discipline and once we it is kind of set our mind to do it we'll be able to I don't I just don't think we're serious about it at the moment but I mean, I feel like we are getting older and I can already see, um, I can already see changes in myself. I actually, um, I just realized, I think this is what it is. I actually stopped taking birth control uh, a couple months ago because I get migraines and my doctor's like, well, you know, there's this thing with a correlation between birth control and migraines of women having strokes. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. So I stopped. And then when I stopped- when I stopped, my face started breaking out like crazy. Like all of this was, has it's still off track. So I've, I'm learning now that I definitely have to take better care of my skin because now that I'm not taking the birth control, I guess the hormones like went all out of whack. Mm-hmm. So that's made me focus more on my skin and also made me focus more on my intake of water because I know whatever I take in is going to affect my skin. And I haven't really, and I know water helps with just cleansing and detoxing. Mm-hmm. So, um, little things like that is making me realize, you know, I'm getting a little bit older. So the things that I did when I was younger, I can't do, but it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge to change things, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, my time is running out. I see my little timer come up, but so before <laughs> I go, I want to, I want you to just share some wisdom or share some knowledge that you think will help the ladies that are listening to the podcast today. Um, either, you know, um, age gracefully or, you know, lunch or love themselves more. What is it that you can share with us? Some little knowledge. I would say the biggest thing is to make sure that you embrace who you are 
and find out, you know, God's may, he has designed each and every one of us with intent and purpose. None of us are the same and just seek God to find out what is your purpose. Find out what is your purpose. Once you find out what your purpose is, you will walk in power and you will walk in confidence. But that is the biggest thing. And to always strive to be the best you that you can be. So, you know, just keep evolving yourself, you know, making yourself better. So don't compare yourself to anybody else. So, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you for being a part of the podcast. Again, like I fell in love with you from the first time I saw you. It's like <laughs> something about your spirit. I don't know what it is, but something about your spirit just, just drew me in. And I knew that you were definitely a woman of God and a woman of um, confidence and beauty. And I just appreciate you so much for wanting to be a part of the podcast. Um, is there anything you want to share if people want to reach, um, follow you on, uh, social media, anything like your social media, um, handles, yeah, you want to share can, that? You can follow me on Mrs. Colorado 2022 on Instagram. And I also have a business beauty run skin deep. So I do makeup and you can follow me as well. There beauty run skin deep. And I spelled deep D three, three P. So Okay. I didn't know that. So thank you. I want to go follow that too. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's on Instagram, right? Yeah. On so Instagram? now that I'm, okay. I'm, I'm winding down with pageantry, I'm starting to do more with makeup. So. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice to know. Yeah. Nice to know. Well, thank you again for being a part of the podcast and I will let you go for Thanks the evening. having me. All right. You enjoy. Bye. All right. Stay right. warm. You too. Okay. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. So that concludes today's episode of Mommy, Wifing, and Queening. Remember, you can follow me on Instagram at the Alicia Shaw, as well as like my Facebook page, The Alicia Shaw. And don't forget to check out my blog at www.aliciashavon.com. That's www.aleshashevon.com, where you're able to get a glimpse of my life and thoughts, as well as purchase books. I have co-authors and shirts I have available as well. I pray that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, y'all, I'm out.